you know, I'd like to see how this turns out. As far as what? The uh, the tension between the black Uh-oh. Hebrew Israelites and... Uh, I'm sure there's going to be peaceful protests everywhere. Mostly peaceful protests everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we saw that happen so much. Um, is that my parking spot over there? <laughs> is that a bomb in your pocket? He's just happy to see me. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Say you don't know me I recognize my face Say you don't care who goes To that kind of place Knee deep in the hoopla Sinking in your fight Too many runaways Eating up the night Monopoly plays the mamba Listen to the radio Don't you remember We built this city We built this city on rock and roll We built this city Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show, take two. Uh, We had to restart the show because somebody in the office didn't actually do a uh, proper check on the camera equipment prior to us starting starting the podcast. I'm not going to mention names. (laughs) It rhymes with John Schmirk. Oh, my God. Happy Monday, folks. It is a beautiful, beautiful. Oh, man. It's just the weather's perfect right now. It is perfect. It is like a very nice 70, 71 degrees outside. It's very rare in the state of Texas for us to get weather like this because it goes from either like balls hot to or just like frigid cold. There is no like in between or in the middle. It's always just one or the other. So anyway, it's Monday. (laughs) It's a Monday, man. It is a Monday. Hopefully you guys are having a wonderful day tuning in uh, wherever you're at across the country or the world. The podcast numbers continue to grow. And for that, we are grateful and thank you. We're watching on Rumble, Kick, Twitter, Facebook. I'm not sure if we're on YouTube. I think we're banned on YouTube again. Um, Yeah, it says still. I think we caught a strike on YouTube because we probably said something those little communists don't like over there, which is usually the truth that that's normally what they get offended by. So anyway, how was your weekend? Uh, It was great. What'd you do? Uh, Finley had her uh, last two uh, soccer games mm. back uh, to of, back. The re- of the regular season. Yeah. Nice. And then they played a team that uh, they've beat them every time they've met up. But the uh, other coach really, really wants to win. So he like comes <laughs> One to of the those. practice. Yeah. It, like it, it takes was, all the fun a, out of yeah, it. It was a tight game, and uh, it was one-one up into the fourth quarter, and uh, my daughter scored the winning goal. So oh, that's awesome! It was, that's uh, got to be like a. I see, like the you're like smiling oh, big yeah, over there. Was, like that's got to make you really, really proud. Yeah, I was really happy for. Her, How so. did she? That what did she do? Did they like hoist her up on their shoulders? Or? Uh, yeah, like yeah. her teammates all ran around her. You know, oh, those are just awesome. things I told my wife. I was like, you know, she'll remember that yes. forever. Yeah, absolutely. Like all of her little friends. Did you get it on video? I was taking pictures. Oh, I mean, you didn't I, get it, did you? Because she had this breakaway and she was going downfield and it was just her and another girl and she got around her and I was up out of my seat taking, <laughs> like, trying to snap pictures. <laughs> I'm like all over the place, like the sky. I got uh, it. 
after she scored, she had her hand raised up and you could see the ball in the goal. So that's all. Aw- that's awesome. That's, that's uh, got to make was, you feel yeah. really good. Yeah, it was good. Well, you know what else makes you feel really good? Shellshockcbd.com. No, we're not scoring goals out here, but what we are doing is scoring drugs. I don't know where I was going with that. It sounded good in my head. We're scoring drugs. That's right. Shellshockcbd.com. Well, who is that? You asked. That was, it's the show sponsor. Josh and I own this company. We've been in business since 2019 and our Black Friday deals are about to be coming to a website near. Yeah, I'm not doing good today with this. I gotta, I gotta do better. Anyway, We've got a great deal going on right now, folks. For those that don't know, we are doing two giveaways. Um, We are doing the first giveaway. It's going to be $500 for entering to win at joining the email list. That's an email list that we have for our company, our company alone. We do not sell this email. It doesn't go to anybody else. It stays just with us. Entering to win by uh, signing up on the website with the email list or, and I'm going to share the link right here in the chat for you, over on rumble.com or kick.com, wherever you're watching from. Um, go in to the, if you just go to the website as well, it pops up $500 gift card to get free product. And then you can enter to win it again by actually purchasing one of our black Friday deals when it launches come the 22nd through the 29th of shellshockcbd.com. Now, what do we have? We have CBD products. We have THC products that are completely legal. You can check these out. They will get you high. They come with a hundred percent money back guarantee. You cannot beat that with a brick stick folks. Nobody can. Nobody can. We're just, we're the greatest. We're we're so great. I know CBD, folks. Trust me, I've seen a lot of great quality CBD. This is the best CBD. We're going to build the wall with the CBDs. Uh, It doesn't even make sense, but whatevs. Oh, my gosh. Had a great week. Uh, Freaking Miss Pecky is laying two eggs a day now. The other two won't lay, but she's laying two a day, and I'm like, what uh, what do I got to do? Did you eat them yet? I'm about to. I'm getting pissed. It's like, dude, you bunch of slackers. I, I spend all this money. I meant the eggs, not the chickens. Oh, Yes, we've definitely ate the eggs. How of course, are they? oh, they're actually really good. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, I, it's the yolk is more yellow. Uh, it just it's more tasty. It has a much different taste than your regular store bought egg because they they pump them through so much full of so many chemicals to get them to lay as much as they can, and it just loses the nutritional value. So when you actually raise your own chickens, the eggs taste completely different, and they're so much better for you. So, um, yeah, love it, love doing it. But anyway, folks, go. Um, Two eggs a day is not good for them. I'm I'm not holding her at gunpoint. It's not me sitting lay, bitch. I'm not doing that. And she's doing her on her own free will. Easy. Don't try and chicken me to me over this thing, man. It's just she's the one double pumping, not me. I mean, she she's feeding. I feed them good. They are they literally walk the entire property every single day. Matter of fact, when I go out in the mornings to get in my truck to go to work, I keep them in the in the chicken run. And it's a big run, but they're sitting there squawking at me to let them out. They're that spoiled now because they want to walk around the entire two acre yard. And it's like, no, not while I'm gone. Is it because there gonna be hawks and stuff? Like I don't know. But uh, yeah, now they're like so spoiled. When I come up to walk them, they just start like yelling at me. It's like, whoa. Like I can pluck and eat you. You might want to learn your place real quick. Like don't don't try that tactic with me. It's like ah, but no, I am so like this. It's good for a chicken. Like uh, how I, many I assumed one good. a day, but this one's doing two a day. And again, she's eating normal. She has a very good diet. Um, I, I don't I, I don't. Uh, they only lay one. The other hens have started. Oh, so then well they're laying in the same spot. Then is that normal? Maybe okay. I mean, do they lay in the same spot? I'm new to the whole chicken game. Somebody yeah, right. actually DM'd me on uh, Twitter the other day, you know, asking for chicken advice. Like, I'm not the one to ask. This is my first Rochambeau, bro. I've had like eight, and Athena killed four, so there are three. She so killed like, three? Yeah, she killed three, and the next neighbor's next door uh, dog killed two when we still lived over in Anna. But, uh, yeah, 
It's rare. Okay, so then maybe we do have two chickens laying then, but they're laying in the same box. And there's they have a plethora of boxes to lay in. Like I have those chickens are spoiled rotten. So, dude, I have gotten like so many death threats, not from chickens, mind you. I mean, I'm no, they love me. The chicken I'm, uprising. Bro, when I walk through the yard, they follow me now. They fo- I'm the chicken whisperer and I love it. Yeah, they're like I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Take my eggs again. <laughs> The chicken's like, I see you taking my eggs. It's going to be on again. They call me chicken crazy. No, I I don't know. I guess maybe they are laying two a day or there's two laying. That means I just need got got to get one more start laying. But uh, I'm excited for it. Um, um, Chickens will lay eggs on each other's eggs. They're degenerate mini dinosaurs. (laughs) They will lay. Oh, well, then we've got two laying. That's awesome. That's okay. So I just got to get one more. Uh, I think once springtime comes, I'll probably get three more chickens and that should be enough because if we're hitting like six eggs a day. That's, that's a lot. That is a lot. So, but, uh, anywho, yeah, I've gotten so, so many death threats. I posted the video of the, um, <laughs> the Hamas, uh, terrorist supporters trying to tear down the missing posters of, of Jewish or Israeli children yeah. and her fingers are bloody because they put razors on the back I saw that. and she's like, these are terrorists doing this. Like, why are you tearing them down? And that's gone viral. It's gotten like almost 400,000 views. And oh my God, the Palestinians in, in the DMs and in my comments are just, they're not really happy with me. I've seen uh, light poles in Plano with missing Yeah, children. it's everywhere. It's trending. It's viral. Um, and it's not so much as like, you know, we're not looking for missing children captured by Hamas over here in America, but it's just the symbolism of it all. It's like, look, these are children that are captured by these Hamas terrorists. And these people go through and they're trying to rip it down saying, oh, this is just Israeli propaganda. It's like, no, no, no. They're, they're actually hostages. You know, in fact, the battle cry right now should be, you know, Hamas needs to release the hostages. Then we'll talk about a ceasefire, which a lot of, I think, um, Netanyahu has told Biden administration that as well. That's a great, that's a great way to go. It's like, look, the ball's in their court. The nuke is in their court. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm level them, level them, bomb that crater. Like, yeah, I would say bomb into the Stone Age. But I mean, how can you bomb into something they're already in right now? It's yeah. not like they have a Starbucks in every corner. God bless capitalism. So, but yeah, oh, my God. Like this one dude's like, you know, you are a pig whore in the scene probably is over there. Like just giddy as all schoolgirl ish. Just like, oh, yeah, screw that cracker. Whatever. Screw Peter. Screw Peter. But no, the DMs from people, like one dude said, I'm going to pull up and like hose you down, put bullets in your head. Like, bro, look, I'll put it this way. If you can do what the Taliban and Republican Guard couldn't, kudos to you. But so far, I'm batting perfect right now. I've got like, I've got, I've gotten a few under my belt overseas. Like stateside, give me a reason. Just give me a reason. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Come on. Come on. Muhammad was a pedo. <laughs> they don't like it when you say that. Oh, God, I love the smell of freedom in the morning. Smells like napalm. I probably got that backwards, but I don't care. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's get into the news, folks. Glad to have you here. If you could, retweet the show, share it with your friends, leave us a good review. Helps us out quite a lot. Uh, Let's do it. Right now, foremost in the news, Donald Trump takes witness stand in New York civil trial. Um, former President Donald Trump has taken the stand in Manhattan to testify in New York Attorney General Latita James' civil case against him and his two eldest sons, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump. Trump Jr. and Eric Trump both testified last week while the former president had to take the stand to testify over a gag order violation in October for referencing law clerk Allison Greenfield. It was the second time that New York County Supreme Court Justice Arthur N. Goron found Trump violated the gag order. 
As CNBC noted, and Goran asked Trump who he was referring, referencing when he spoke of a very partisan judge with a person who's very partisan sitting alongside him, perhaps even much more partisan than he is. Trump said he was talking about his former attorney, Michael Cohen, who was testifying against him in the case, as well as Angoron. Um, Are you sure that you didn't mean the person on the other side, my principal law clerk? Angoron asked. The Hill reported, but he did not believe Trump's denial and fined him $10,000. On Friday, a Breitbart News expose on Greenfield took center stage in the courtroom. And reports, Breitbart News Washington Bureau Chief Matthew Boyle noted that Greenfield appears to have violated judicial rules preventing officers of the court from making excessive political donations. The defense indicated whether they would be or whether they would consider giving serious consideration uh, to seeking a mistrial in light of the report of Laws 360 Stewart Bishop noted. They just it, it feels like there's just so much. It, it kind of feels like they're both sides are full of crap at this point. It does. It feels like uh, I don't know it, any any court that they're going to bring Trump in. It's going to turn into a circus, a clown show. It will turn to a clown show. Whether would be whether it be from Trump or the opposition, it's going to be a clown show all the way around. Both I think both sides just act stupid in this. But where it comes down though is that this other article that's come out is basically saying. Um, Trump and Goron trade jabs during former president's testimony in civil trial stemming from NYAG, New York AG lawsuit. Um, this is also breaking news. And I also want to get to Crowder's Communist Manifesto uh, right after this. Don't let me forget that. I didn't, I didn't pull up the article on that one. Matter of fact, Matt Walsh is lobbing jabs at Crowder, calling him a disingenuous scumbag, just all kinds of stuff from the whole shtick that he pulled against Daily Wire like about a year ago. Yeah. Um, it's not looking good. But even Matt Walsh said, you know, props to him for breaking this. But when you actually read the manifesto, Crowder didn't post it. He said, you got to tune in to hear me read it, which is, again, you're doing it for clicks, reviews, which, uh, you know, hey, cool. I'm not going to fault the person. That's what the whole goal is. You want to build up your listener base, your subscriber base. I fully get it. Um, I mean, hell, even the New York Times, you got to subscribe to read some of their trash articles. It's like, I'm not spending money on this garbage. None of that rag. Absolutely not. It's like, I barely even... uh, barely even read your crap, but it is good to see what the New York Times has to say about stuff because generally whatever they're speaking, it's usually the opposite. But Crowder goes on there and I guess he reads it and it's a nothing burger. It's like, I want to kill crackers. I want to do this. It, I mean, it, it's nothing. It's it's pretty standard. It's pretty <laughs> it's standard status quo it's pretty standard of stuff. leftist communist trans yeah. wackadoodles wanting to shoot up normal people. I mean, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's funny to me how, like, the leftist crowd suddenly goes a little, uh, they fall silent on some of this stuff when it comes to, like, a trans shooter potentially uh, getting their gun rights taken. It's like, should we start uh, removing gun rights for trans people? Because, I mean, they're already, you know, they're mentally un- unhinged, right? Or, or is that just only, only Republican shooters, right? Because, I mean, we've seen so many NRA school shooters, right? No, none. Not a single one, by the way. But, yeah, I saw that with Crowder, Matt Walsh and him. Matt Walsh just taking a jab at him, just like, mm. because, like, was Crowder the bad guy in that whole ordeal? Because, I mean, it felt like he was, at the time, I kind of understood where he was coming from. Like, they said, you know, you come over, you work some slave wages, meaning you start at the bottom. But it's like, look, I kind of feel like that was disingenuous to Crowder, because, like, when you've already built your own empire, and let's not even make any qualms about it, Crowder has built a substantial uh, listener base, 100%. Yeah. But when you come over and say, hey, when you come over here, you got to start at the bottom of the totem pole. It's like, no, that's a respected talent. You should probably offer him a good deal. I mean, my God, they they hired Candace Owens. I mean, I don't know why, but fair enough. Uh, But with Crowder, it felt like there was two sides to that story. But as time progressed, it suddenly started to shift to where people didn't like Crowder anymore. And I haven't really seen a lot of stuff from him as of late. I don't follow him either, but at the same time, it just, it feels like, I don't know. It feels like there's so much bad blood there where there didn't have to be. 
And it, it again, at the, at the root of it all, I, I think it is about money. I really think it is about money. Crowder said it wasn't, but then it's like, why were you videotaping? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get into it. I just felt like the, uh, secret recording. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That he recorded Matt Walsh and then uh, released it. It felt like that's not was some. Matt, are you talking about when he was going back and forth with, uh, I think his name is Jeremy Boring from the Daily Wire? I'm sorry, Jerry, not Matt Walsh, Jeremy Boring. Thank you. Jeremy Boring was uh, launching some attacks. That's who I was re uh, referring to. Uh, yeah, that's okay. if you go look at his Twitter today, it popped up when I woke up this morning, and started scanning the news. I saw Jeremy Boring punching a crowder and I'm just like, well, here we go. This is Monday, folks. This is Monday. I guess we're not friends anymore. No, not when you call somebody a scumbag and then Crowder does his passive aggressive attacks at him and accusing him of all manner of things. It's just like, I don't know. Quite honestly, I just don't care. I just don't care. This is like infighting that we don't have to have, that we don't need. I mean, both both of these people, both they all do good work out yeah. there. Let's not even get it twisted. Crowder had his method, has his methods. Daily Wire has theirs. I just feel like, look, kiss and make up, get over this crap, I think you do your own thing. you say that about any of these right-wing political uh, people who are out there you yeah. know, talking. Is, you know, you yeah. have good points, you got bad points. Yeah. You know, you're not going to agree with everything that everybody says. That's true. That's true. I mean, there is going to be a lot of disagreement. That, that just goes that goes with the territory. I mean, it's, po it's politics. No one's going to agree on everything. Yeah, but I kind of think that Daily Wire wanted Tr Crowder to go on there so they could have like this massive, you know, powerhouse. I you still, know I mean? yeah, I've, I've openly said this, that Daily Wire does worry me because that I feel like their, their empire is growing. And, you know... <sighs> Because Shapiro's a, I'm he's not, a sharp guy. He, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I do like Shapiro, but it's one of those things that I see them putting their hands into everything. And when you have so much control over everything, that means you control a lot. And I mean the sense of like a narrative, for example. Do I think Daily Wire would ever go contrary to what their, their foundation is? I don't because we haven't seen it so far. You know, they're doing a lot of entertainment media as far as doing more pro-Christian stuff without the woke. I'm not against this, but it is cause for concern. I'm not accusing them of anything, but I feel like when you give one group of people so much power um, and you centralize it there, they control the narrative to yeah. a degree. They control the culture. Now, I'm not accusing them of this. It's just a concern. It's kind of like when you say AT&T has so big of a monopoly, it's very concerning. And this is the conservatarian in me that when you give one organization that much power, it's worrisome. Um, not that they're being given power. You, you get where I'm, hopefully I'm making myself clear on this one, but it's like they have Jeremy's razors, the chocolate, the production company, daily wire news, and I'm not attacking them. I just feel like, what am I trying to say here? It just, anytime somebody acquires so much power and influence, it's cause for concern because as long as the sword's swinging in our direction, we love it. But if they reverse course, and I'm not talking about banning or boy, it's not what I'm saying. Hopefully people don't take it that way. And if they do, they're stupid because that's not how I mean it. It's just one of those things of like, would you want to see one group of people get too powerful or too influential? Say, for example, CNN, yeah. Fox, things like that. Now, do I think Shapiro gets some things wrong? Of course, everybody does. Do I agree with a lot of them on other stuff? Absolutely, I do. I like the crew over there. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Candace Owens. I don't know why they hired her, but whatever. That's to each their own. But um, I mean, I it's better I than like Kirk. Some, some of her debates that she's had. Oh, absolutely. But I think by and large, though, same in, with Crowder. In the same, last I mean, two weeks, I've seen her use every card under the sun to defend her stance or defend her stances. And I feel like she's walking a line when it comes to um, Israel and Palestine. And it feels like some of the stuff that she's tweeting. I don't know. It, it's hard to get a grip. It's like, where where do you stand exactly? Because she says, you know, genocide is never any good. It's like this isn't genocide. It's like people keep, some people, one person's genocide is another person's justice. I yeah. call it justice. I have no qualms 
about them going in there and just flattening Gaza. Because here's the reason for this, is that the weak types out there that want to sit there and talk about no genocide, no blah, 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 you're the reason that you enable this type of uh, terroristic behavior because you go in there and you start pearl clutching saying, what about, what about, what about? That's war. That's fix it. If you want to fix this issue, get rid of Gaza. Kick the Palestinians out, say, go find a different home. And if you want to be a Zionist country, do your thing. I don't care. I just don't want to support it. I don't want to financially. No. It's like, that's if Why you, not go to Iran? <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> why? Why won't Iran welcome the Palestinians in? I mean, you're yeah, backing them. Not? You're financially backing them. Let them in. Why won't Egypt? Why won't Jordan? Why won't Yemen? They're not going to. They know again because it's suddenly it's like, wait a minute. There's innocent Palestinians. Well, if that's the case, let them in. It's like, well, you know, they're not that innocent. It's like, that's all right, I, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. It's kind of like the whole BLM shtick. It's like, oh, we should stand up for black people, buzz. So you can let them move into your neighborhoods. Well, you know, like Martha's Vineyard's like, get the brown people out. Like, no, it's like, you're not that much in support of it, are you? It's like, it sounds great on social media. You can like, you know, change your profile picture, put the flag in your bio, all that other crap. When it comes time to them coming to your shores in Martha Vineyard, it's just like, oh, I say, move these brown people out of here. Quick, sweet. <laughs> That's what they do. And they're notorious for doing this. I mean, Eric Adams in New York. It's like, we're a sanctuary state. And then we start sending you a few of them and then you just melt. And it's like, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. So it's kind of funny. You know, he's getting raided by the FBI. Yeah. Well, he didn't. His campaign. campaign, Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to really read into this because I feel like, look, um, if they can, if they can link Eric Adams and his campaign guy together and they they can prove that, then sink that dude. Absolutely. But if it's the actions of an individual that, you know, works for him and there was no, like he didn't make it known. It's like, look, it'd be like, you know, one of our employees getting busted for like, you know, doing blow with hookers. Which I'd probably just say, good job. That's the American dream. Do what you want to do. I don't care. But or maybe something like actually illegal. Uh, it's like, so John, you hired this. Well, we didn't know he was a criminal. Like we didn't know he was doing this. If we'd known, we would have fired his ass. So it's the same thing. But people, people by and large, I think, want to take issues like that to try and sink a, a, a person for political purposes. Eric Adams is no different. They're gonna say, oh, you see, look who Eric Adams is consorting with, you know. And then the MAGA team will do the same things. Like, well, I, we've seen Trump consort with the likes of Epstein. Does that mean he's a, he's a pedophile? Yeah. Like, no, it was a picture. I, I dude, I've I said the same thing about the uh, the flight logs for Epstein Island. It's like, look, do I think it should cast a shadow? On them, yes. It's like, what were you doing on Epstein Island? You can't tell me that you didn't know. It's like, but does that make you guilty by, you know, association? I cannot agree with that because it's too easy to try and sink somebody based upon anecdotal evidence or the assumption of guilt. Due process has got to be, it's got to happen. Whether I like it or not, do I think they should be associated with the likes of Epstein? Hell no. Why you're on his island? I have no idea. I mean, we have a general idea. Pretty good idea. It's a pretty good idea. Some kitty diddling over there. But Bill Clinton's I mean, on his log, like what? Oh my god! Almost thirty times. Yeah. going over there. Yeah, buddies. Interesting. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Um, uh, do you think the Daily Wire adheres to the company that grades other companies on their wokeness? I have no idea. I have no idea. I. I and it come, anytime it comes to some type of rating, consider who's doing the rating. You have the Liberty Score that's ran by Blaze Media, which is Glenn Beck and the rest of them. And they've had some really bad takes as of late. But if you go look at somebody's voting record, that's going to give you everything you need to know. But I think people, by and large, are a little too lazy to do that. Because Crenshaw, I remember years ago, we talked about how Kitzinger had a 99.9% voting record in, in ties with Trump, in alignment with Trump. And he was right. He actually, Kitzinger voted more in line with Trump's policies than the Freedom Caucus did. And people didn't like that because Kitzinger had already flipped and turned or was in the process of doing it. So Crenshaw kind of like didn't read the room on that one. It's like, bro, I get your point. 
don't use that guy. Like, don't use that guy because that guy was just like really well hated. He's so, a, he's on CNN now, right? Kit Singer? Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Nerd. Thought he was. Yeah, he's such a nerd. He's, I love how he always tries to posture when it comes to like the Middle East. Like he's going to do anything or he did anything. You were a pilot, bro. Calm down, Maverick. Like, you, you, no, you weren't a ground pounder. You didn't pull any triggers. Just calm down. But that's what they try and do. Anyway, how we doing, folks? How we doing? Hope you guys are uh, having a great day. Um, let's keep going with it. Former President Trump shaded jabs at New York Judge Arthur Ngoron as he testified on the stand Monday morning during the non-jury civil trial stemming from the New York Attorney General Latita James lawsuit against him and his business in the lake. I don't, Latita James, I don't know how anybody takes her seriously. Clearly, it's politically motivated. She has been, you know, I don't like Trump, but Latita James has had so many sound bites against her, you know, coming after Trump for whatever reason. She ran on going after Trump. How is that not politically motivated? Yeah, she gets out there and, and posts all this shit on Twitter yeah. about Donald Trump, mm -hmm. how he's a criminal, all this other stuff. And then yep. he's got to sit there and just bend over and spread his cheeks yeah, and take it. Absolutely. That's why it's, it's the hypocrisy of it. Yeah. Kevin Wallace, a lawyer in the New York Attorney General's office, began questioning the president during his unprecedented time on the stand, specifically about his statements on financial condition. Trump said the statements were not really documents the banks paid much attention to. This is in regards to the fraudulent claims of his real estate holdings. Trump said the statements were not. In <laughs> so this, he actually said this, folks. Now, look. <laughs> We can be in agreement that this is all just a sham trial, but Trump just, uh, you give them the ammunition. So his apartment, he said, was at 30,000 feet, square feet, actually came out to be 11. And he said, well, we were also talking about the elevator shafts. He actually said this. And I'm like, does that count? Like going up and down versus width? That's, that's not, that doesn't count. It's the square footage of each floor and room. Like if you're counting the, yeah, like, I'm sorry, that that's just, you know what you're doing at that point. So Trump said statements were not really documents the bank paid much attention to. And Wallace asked how he knew that. The former president said he's been dealing with banks for 50 years and they look at uh, and they look at the deals. Well, we'll explain it as this trial goes along. Crazy trial, Trump said. Uh, and Goron, though, said Wallace was was being patient, but he wanted the questioning to move along faster. Please answer the questions. No speeches. And Goron said Trump's defense attorney, Chris Keyes, interjected, saying the questions are open ended and require lengthy answers. Wallace went on to show Trump in his 2014 statement of financial condition. Wallace read a portion that said Trump was responsible for preparing that statement. What they wanted was as much information as we could give them so they could go or so they could do their statements. Trump said, adding that he was responsible for giving preparers the necessary information. When he asked what he was personally responsible for, Trump said it was so long ago, but well beyond the statute of limitations for anyone else. But not me, because I'm sure the judge will rule against me. And Goron fired back at Kais, at Kais asking if Trump's comment was necessary part of the narrative. Kais said the judge should allow for former president of the United States a little latitude. And Goron went back on to ask Trump to answer the question. You can attack me as much as you want, but please answer the question, Goron said. Trump testified that he authorized and gave preparers information that was necessary for those statements. I'm probably more expert than anyone else, so someone would ask me if I had an opinion, I would give it, Trump said. Wallace went on to ask the former president if the values on the statements were ever off. Trump said on occasion they were either higher or lower. 
When asked for an example, the former president said Mar-a-Lago was underestimated, but I didn't do anything about it. Values are far bigger than what's on the statements. I thought 40 Wall St. Doral was underestimated, considerably more valuable, he said of his properties. In a shot at Goron, Trump said the judge said Mar-a-Lago was worth $18 million, but it is worth 50 to 100 times more than that. But the judge rules against me, Trump said. I don't know how he got those numbers. Trump added the most valuable asset was the brand asset, but I didn't put it on the statement. If I wanted to build up a statement, like you said, I would have added the brand value here. Wallace was on, or excuse me, Wallace went on to ask additional questions, but Trump continued speaking. And Goran fired back at Kais, can you control your client? This is not a political rally. This is a courtroom. I've asked the witness several times to answer the questions. He said, maybe you should have talked to, or maybe you should have a talk with him right now. Kais said some questions call for narratives. Later, and Goran slammed Trump saying, in addition to not answering, you're repetitive, Mr. Kais. Can you control your client? Kais argued that the questions are not tight questions and that Trump is not a lawyer. Meanwhile, Wallace began another line of questioning, and Ngoran fired back at Kais again, saying, Mr. Kais, I beseech you to control him. If you can't, I will. Kais, defending the former president, said the judge should want to hear everything the witness has to say. I don't want to hear everything he has to say, Ngoran said. Trump's defense continued that it is necessarily beneficial and relevant to answer the questions in this manner. Trump attorney uh, Alina Haba said Wallace should try to ask better questions. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Uh, he goes into speeches, and Goran said. Haba fired back, telling the judge he should be present to listen to the former president's testimony. This is a very, very unfair trial, and I hope the public is watching, Trump said. What are your thoughts on this? It's just, it's like a kangaroo court. It's, it's, it feels like a circus at this point. Yeah. It feels like a circus, because I like, feel like, as, again, as much as I do not like Trump, I feel like if Trump answered the line of questioning in the manner that they wanted him to, it's going to make him look bad. But clearly this guy has got a little bit of a bias against Trump to sit there and say, control your client. It's like, wait a minute. So it's kind of like you want the client or you want the witness to answer the questions. But what you don't want the witness to do is point out the hypocrisies of the judge and how he handles that court. At the same time, it's like, look, it is his court. Yeah, isn't it's not (sighs) the judge's position to he's just there to hear both sides of the he is. Yeah, yeah. But it's also at the same time, like, but this don't a, punch this at the judge. Yeah, this is a political trial. It is. It 100% is. Well, I, th- I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's honestly a little bit of both. It's like, look, if, if Trump sticks to the facts, if Trump sticks to, you know, again, the real estate holdings, what they're valued at, yada, yada, yada. When that judge came out there and said what he believed Mar-a-Lago was worth, it's like, you're not a realtor. That was the, That's uh, the bank. Female. That was a female, right? No, that was him. That was in Goron, I believe. What? He said it was. He said he said the Mar-a-Lago was only worth eighteen million. Yeah, I thought it was the 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 lady, um, Latita James. Yeah, uh, no, I believe it was in Gora. She may have said it too as I th- well. I thought that's who kicked it off was saying that it was only worth eighteen. Well, if million, she did, the the judge all- repeated it. But it, even still, though, anybody that's got any dealings in real estate, it ain't. And it's not the legal system that does the appraisal. It's the bank. Yeah. The bank's going to determine whether or not you're proper. And again, Trump is right on the idea of brand value. Just right. because Trump has lived there definitely increases that. Yeah. I mean, and people that will argue that, look at celebrities in general. I just saw a listing for, um, who was the guy from Roadhouse and Dirty Dancing? Uh, Kurt Russell? Not Kurt Russell. Uh, freaking uh, Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. His place in California um, just sold for millions because it was Patrick Swayze's rants. Yeah. You can't sit there and say that a celebrity does not add, add value to the property. Of course they do. Now, is it worth as much as Trump is claiming it is? I don't know. But it's, that's the appraisal. That's what yeah. the appraisal is for, for a judge to go in there and say, this is what I think you're worth. 
Um, no, absolutely. That is not your role. That is not your role. You yeah. have to bring in experts. But again, at the same time, it's kind of like, look, if I was Trump's lawyer, which thank God I'm not, because getting that guy to shut up, it's like, look, answer the questions directly, short, sweet, simple, in case go into a defense. Don't give them, don't open up any uh, openings in your armor. Give them just nothing but facts. And then let me, when I come to question you, we can open end the questions and let you go more in depth on this. But when it comes to like the opposing attorney, it's just like, stop Stop giving them ammunition. You got to play strategically smart in the courtroom. We all know this, and Trump's not. Yeah, it's like, stop it, dude. It stop in. doing this. Re- yeah, reel it in. It's like, know when to push play and know when to push pause. And that's the problem here. So the judge, I feel, you know, when you've got a judge making these these bold accusations that, you know, the entire world is like, wait a minute, you're not an appraisal. You can't do that. You're he's giving you ammunition. Hold on to that. Don't don't freaking compromise your position. But Trump constantly does that. It's like, dude, shut up. Just shut up. He can't. So it's like that's what I'm saying. This is like a kangaroo court. This is a circus. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. But here we are. Here we are. So I saw that and I'm just like, dude, I, I don't I mean, what do you say to this? It's it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Do I think this is a political hit job? Yeah, I do. I, I really do. There, I mean, this just shows me that if, if you don't agree with the left, then you can't get a fair trial. And yeah. if somebody can bring a case against you, yeah, whether it's true or not, yeah. And but at the same time, it's like stop try giving them ammo, up. bro. Stop giving them ammo. I mean, eventually you have to be like, look, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. You could, I mean, Trump. It was hard enough for Trump to find lawyers in Florida that want to represent him because nobody wants because of this right here. You, you know, can't control your client. Not just because of this. It's because they go after the attorneys saying that. Oh yeah. This bar. Yeah, yeah. They'll. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, we saw it with, I mean, he's had so many people flip on him already. Jenna, excuse me, Jenna Elise. I mean, all of them. Jenna Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it's the point where I just hear it. It's like, man, eh, whatever. Not my problem. <laughs> I just, I, I don't even know what else to say to that. So, um, over the weekend, I think the entire world, uh, at least I have, I am shocked with how much terrorist uh, sympathizers and protesters are out there and making their voices known without any fear of reprisals. It's, it's incredible to me. Listen to the story right here, folks. Thousands of anti-Israeli protesters descend on the White House, praising Hamas and slamming Genocide Joe. Them ain't Democrats out there protesting that, buddy. Them's, or I'm sorry, those ain't Republicans. Them's Democrats. Them's your people. And then your people are now calling you Genocide Joe. These are Democrat voters, folks. They will turn on you in an instant. Let's not even make any butts about it. You know, Republicans will do the same thing. Justifiably so. But in this case, Biden is sit there and his old man wisdom has, you know, asked for Israel to push pause to get aid in there. And Israel's like, no, we're not going to. Uh, Genocide Joe, I think, is a little bit of a stretch. Biden is not. Uh, I mean, he's he's trying to he's trying to fence it on this one. He's playing both sides. He wants to send funds to Israel and Gaza. So we're funding terrorism on both sides. That's so wonderful to say. Just great job. Your taxpayer money is going to be sent over to essentially give humanitarian aid for the likes of Palestine. When in reality, it's going to Hamas. So, but did you see the footage of them? They were literally climbing on the White House fence line. Yeah. How is that not? How is that not illegal? Like trying to literally scale it. Incredible. So much. It's incredible. Worse than 9/11. Oh, it's worse than 9-11. Yeah. We should start saying that. This was worse than 9-11. That it is a threat to democracy. <laughs> it absolutely is. It's we, ridiculous. I mean, we didn't set the rules. They did. That, that's the I rules. Mean, as 
Them is the rules. As far as I'm concerned, it's a uh, threat to democracy. Tens of thousands of anti-Israel protesters descended upon the White House over the weekend, demanding a ceasefire. Like, I, I am just curious how logic works in your head. You think the president of the United States has so much authority and power on foreign nations, he can tell them to ceasefire and they'll just snap too? Like, Joe Biden, we're not doing this until you... Uh, matter of fact, I think it was... Um, I think it was Saudi Arabia is threatening to essentially stop oil production until this thing comes to an end. And it's like, oh, interesting. It was Saudi or one of them. They were threatening an oil shutdown if this whole thing doesn't come to a halt. It's like, do you, do you finally understand why Joe Biden has screwed us over so hard by making us uh, you know, dependent on foreign energy? Do you, do you understand now? You give them the spigot of control, and all Biden has to do is turn the spigot back on. Now, it'll take some years. You've got investors out there. You've got these oil companies. They have to go back out there, rebuild up. You but think so? Absolutely. I don't think it'd take that long. I think people if, are ready to go. Oh, I think they're ready to go, but not under Joe Biden. They don't trust him. Because we've talked about this before. Remember? So let's let's take, for example, you, you talk about a an oil town, if you will. Um, and I remember reading about this. It was very interesting. And I didn't know it went into this depth. But a lot of these places where they drill, they build the town around it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's just a hardcore town. But we're talking about a place for these oil workers and some of their families to live. They, they open up stores, things, because it becomes a local economy. Well, when Joe Biden pulled the plug on a lot of this stuff, a lot of these towns went under. They had to go move back. So a lot of that comes with a lot of investing from these oil companies, angel investors, things like that. So when it comes to Joe Biden, he has been so finicky and he's pulled the plug so many times. They're like, ah, no, because investor confidence is at an all time low right now. These boomers are not going to go near him. It's like, we don't trust you because all it takes is a few protests and you pull the plug again. And then what? We've lost billions, billions that we invest in. Number one, setting up these towns, the oil, everything, not just the towns, but the oil refiner, everything. Not the refineries, but the drilling portion of it. They're tired of it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. It's like, that's a very volatile market under Joe Biden. It wasn't under Trump. Certainly wasn't under Bush. That's one of those things. When they say drill, baby, drill, the economy starts to flourish. Gas starts to go back down. People spend more money because they keep more money. That's why energy is like one of the biggest issues out there. But now when Saudi and the rest of them start saying, well, we're going to, we're going to halt oil production. If this doesn't stop, um, maybe you should start taking into consideration, stop buying from the Middle East. Not to this extent, not especially Iran. Like we buy from Iran now under Joe Biden, started back up. Go look at the or go look at the uh, the data, folks. I kid you not. We didn't buy from Iran for a very long time, and under Biden, we're buying again. We're backing terrorism. We are backing the very same people yeah. that are coordinating these attacks against our own forces. I've got an article about that. We're gonna get to. Tens of thousands of anti-Israeli protesters descended on the White House over the weekend, demanding a ceasefire amid the war against Hamas as they refused to denounce the terrorist organization for its civilian-targeted brutality. Oh, I love this. Civilian-targeted brutality? There was a big spiel today about a, a university that has been bombed by Israel and just razed to the ground. And everybody's like, oh, my God, look what they're doing. They're, they're destroying these. Oh, it's so horrible. Well, why? And then you come to find out, Hamas has been storing weapons under there. But nobody wants to talk about that. Instead, it's just like, oh, they're so evil. They're so evil. Why aren't you asking Hamas why they're storing weapons there? Folks, it's for this exact reason. It's for this exact reason. They do it intentionally. People don't want to talk about that, though. Because why? You damn well know why. It's a propaganda thing. It's exactly why they do it. They store their stuff under hospitals. They store it in schools. 
I wouldn't even be surprised they store it in nurseries. They do this for a reason. And it's to manipulate the media, manipulate the propaganda machine out there, because it's very easy to sit there and say, look what they've done. People, the, the world is very hyper-focused on how Israel is responding. But what they're not focusing on is the causation of this. I mean, in the news, it was everywhere. When they butchered 1,400 people, it was everywhere. And then what happens? It gets, repl- it gets replaced in the press by how Israel responds to Hamas. Free Palestine. Free him from who? For, free him from who? who? Free him from what? Please elaborate for me. Who's occupying them? Because you said they were occupied now when Israel's invading Gaza. Were they occupied prior to that like you claimed? There has been no actual state of Palestine. There never has been. Give them back the land. I'm sorry. I'm going with the Jews on this one. Kick them out. Get rid of them. Sorry. Don't care. I don't care if that offends you. They are a problem. And folks, they're going to be our problem very shortly, if not already, if that southern border is not secured. Yeah, just look what they did in D.C. Going up to the White House. You don't think they'll get angry enough and you, storm the you castle? You think Hamas doesn't have terrorist sympathizers over here or Hezbollah or the rest of them? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You think they're not in America? You're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. And I said this before. Just be careful. Watch for another terrorist attack to happen on American shores, and they're going to use this as fear-mongering propaganda to get more and more Americans on board emotionally with sending troops to the Middle East, sending troops to Ukraine. You see what happens when we don't fight the, I mean, Crenshaw talked about this. We got to fight it over there. No, we don't. No, we don't. Secure our border. Let's take care of America and let them murder each other over there. Who cares? Not our problem. Not my pig, not my farm. It doesn't make us an isolationist country. It just means stop sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. And this ain't it. This is not it. Correspondent Jeff Jenkins. Um reported the Answer Coalition, an anti-war and an anti-racism organization, bust thousands of people into Washington, D.C. to participate in the pro-Palestinian demonstrations from cities like New York, Tampa, Boston, and Cleveland. Genocide Joe needs to halt his actions immediately and realize that he's going to face massive opposition from Democrat voters next election. Well, one protester told Jenkins over there, <laughs> no, he won't. No, he won't. I know that the Palestinian supporters, let's just call them Hamas supporters, that's what they are, they show out numbers, but folks, look at the DNC right now. They're going after Rashida Tlaib. They are not happy with her. Now, I don't like Democrats. I've, I think people that watch and listen to the show know very well where I stand when it comes to the DNC versus the GOP. But one thing I will give credit to the DNC on in a, a microscopic way is they stand in opposition to the likes of Rashida Tlaib. Do they stand in opposition enough? No, I don't think so. I think they could say and do way more, way more. But folks... You don't see the Hamas sympathizers as much on the right as you do the left, especially in Congress, especially in Congress. These are your people. These, these are the, these are you, this is your voter base. But now that same monster that you've created is accusing you of being pro-genocide. I love how the Overton window shifted from retaliation for justice to you are committing mass genocide. And again, I've said this and I will continue to say it. One man's genocide is another man's justice. One man's terrorist, another man's freedom fighter. And I'm sorry, if you call it genocide, so be it. I don't care. What about the I don't care? Because guess what? That's war. There is no, there is no perfect way. There is no fair way to fight a war. And those that are protesting and screaming the loudest clearly don't know how it works. They clearly don't know how it works. Um, 
Obama calls for an end of occupation, uh, security for Israel, state for Palestinians. Uh, is Biden a terrorist? Jenkins asked one protester holding a Palestinian flag. He is. His hands are red with blood. They're soaked in blood. The blood of children. The innocent children of Palestine, he responded. Oh, the innocent children. It's always the innocent children. It's always the innocent children. I'll just be the first one to say it. Fuck them, kids. I don't care. They're future terrorists. Stop with this. I love how we have to sit there and pussyfoot around everything. I'm like, oh, the innocent women and children. They are future Palestinian terrorists in the making. Stop with this bullshit. Any veteran that's been over in the Middle East will tell you the kids are the first ones to get indoctrinated. The first ones. Does it suck? Of course it sucks. That's war. Do I, do, I mean, people say, you enjoy it? No, it sucks. It's horrific. But it's the causation the causation is it should be put on Hamas because, again, Hamas continue to fire rockets at Israel. They still haven't stopped. And Hamas will not release the hostages. Why not? If you want the ceasefire to stop, why not? They've been given the ultimatum. They refuse it. So be it. Level it to the ground. Because, folks, I'm telling you right now, say like Israel did back down and they said, OK, we're done. We're going we're gonna to pull out. We're not going to invade anymore. You know, release the hostages. And let's just say they do, which they wouldn't. But let's just say they do. Hamas has already come out and said there will be another October 7th. We will obliterate the state of Israel. So you you tell me, libertarians out there, you tell me how you're supposed to coexist in a two-state solution with a neighbor that wants you dead. I'm, I've been waiting and no one can answer that. No one can answer that. Yeah, their motto is from the river to the sea. Oh, yeah. Rashida Tlaib tried like downplay. That's not what it means. Oh, that's exactly what it means. And you're sitting there trying to normalize a statement that is rooted in just the most extreme anti-Semitism we've ever seen. From the, from, <laughs> it means to exterminate all Jews. All Jews. So I guess Zig Hale has nothing to do with Nazism, right? Right? The swastika. Well, that's just a Hindu symbol at origin, but it doesn't mean Nazi anymore, right? No, come on. You know what it means. The normalization of it, the context of it, has everything to do with it. Because people don't know this. The swastika originally is a Hindu symbol on maps and stuff to locate Hindu temples. It was actually a Native American symbol. They, they've changed. Hitler did a little few changes here and there, but that's where the swastika originated from. Modernize it a little bit. They modernized it a little bit. Put some, some V2 rockets <laughs> on that boy, a little twisty cool. turn, and suddenly it's like, oh, look, the final solution symbol. Oh, this is so good, yeah? I like it. I like it so much. But nobody uses the swastika anymore. You know why. So if you're sitting there saying from the river to the sea no longer means that, you're smoking crack. You are smoking crack. But again, that's Marxism. Let's change the narrative. Let's change the language. Make it seem as if it appears to mean something else. But behind closed doors, we know what it means. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know exactly what it means because you hate Jews. Rashida Tlaib should be deported back over there. Send her back. I don't know. It's just crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, this is not Israel. This is Palestine. This is our ancestral homeland, another processor said. You're in America. What do you mean, are? What do you mean, we? You got a mouse in your pocket? Here's the deal. If you're Palestinian and you, you don't like this, go back and go fight. Nothing's stopping you. Go back and go fight. Isn't it interesting how those Palestinians that are protesting in America, why are you here? If Palestine was just the bee's knees, why are you here? I'm very curious on this one. Rashida Tlaib, why are you here? 
If you love it, that's what I love about people that fly their Mexico flags. I don't hate Mexico. I think Mexico is a very beautiful place. I just hate their governments. Um, But if you come here and you're flying your Mexican flag, now I'm not one of those people like, yeah, if you don't love it, leave it. It's like, but here's the deal. You know, you can celebrate your culture. I love culture. I love Mexican culture. I love all kinds of culture. But don't you dare sit there and posture as if yours is so much better because you're here. It'd be the equivalent of me going over to, say, Germany and flying an American flag everywhere I go. And they'd be like, well, why are you here not back in America, Mr. Mr. American, huh? Why if I use that? But then people will make this akin to racism. It's like, I just hate the damn Mexican. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. Somebody, somebody tweeted me out. And they were just kind of like, Israel's doing to Palestine what the Americans did to the Native Americans. Like, what? Beat your ass because you suck? I mean, I, I'm not going to sit there and feel sorry for you. Like, this one dude, he just talked about I was like, man, I'm not the guy you want to debate on this one. I'm really not. I'm not going to pull punches. It's not my fault your culture sucks at war. You were killing each other long before we came around. Yeah. We just do it better. White culture is the greatest. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Am I? <laughs> Am I? Look what look what white culture, what white colonialism has brought us. I mean, I'm serious. I'm, I'm I mean, African culture is it really that great? You're still a third world shithole. I like libertarians are out there arguing like there isn't one culture better than the other. Bullshit, bullshit. Go yeah. get medical treatment over in Africa if you think it's so great. Go ahead, be my guest. If it's so great, that makes you a racist. No, it makes people pragmatic. Now, am I saying America's the best? Of course not. But let's certainly just stop playing this this whole ignorance game of like, well, we're all the same. No, we're not. No, we're not. I'm not saying white people are better. Of course not. America's not even a white country. It's a melting pot. That's the, that's the thing that makes it beautiful. We definitely have multiple different types of cultures that come here and bring it with them. But overall, American culture is comprised of the idea of freedom, yeah. liberty, and other cultures come here and embrace that. Those are people I get along fine with. But when you have the Muslims that come over here and they're saying, well, you know, Sharia law, get the fuck out of here. Absolutely not. No, no. When you want to come over here and say that we should take our take up arms in America against Jews. No, absolutely. Take up arms against Muslims. No, absolutely. If they are Americans, they are Americans. I don't care if you're black, white, doesn't matter. If that is an American citizen, they pay their, I hate saying pay their taxes. If they participate in this government hostage negotiations with your tax money, and you know, I hate saying that, but it's like if, you know, if they're getting screwed just like the rest of us, then by God, they're Americans. <laughs> if we're all getting taken a bite of this shit tax sandwich, then they're with us, by God. But that's just where we stand. I don't know. You got to love it. You got to love it. Uh, do you support Israel to exist or are you saying to get rid of Israel altogether? Jenkins asked another. He said, get rid of it. It quickly responded. Oh, so genocide is okay when it's against the Jews. But when it's against the Muslims, I love how weak these Muslims are now. You are out there crying under the sky. You're sitting there doing the V for victory signs. We got hit with 9-11. You're sitting there celebrating under the sun with all these deaths of Jews. Then you start getting a little payback. And what do you do? You start ducking behind women and children. You start sticking your munitions under schools, in mosques, in hospitals, because you're cowards. You are cowards. You don't even try and fight fair, which again, fair is a four-letter word. And that's why I think Israel should go in there and just obliterate you. 
smoke you and raise it to the ground. Fuck fair. There is no fair. You declare war, game on, brother. Game on. And all these weak people out there, well, you know, then go fight. Go bury some of your brothers and see how much you want to remain fair and balanced when it comes to war. You got to love it. It's always one-sided. It's always one-sided. It's okay when Palestine wants to say from the river to the sea. It's literally in their songs. They sing this. Now, folks, people could accuse me of being a Zionist. I don't care. If Israel wants to have its own state, I don't care. More power to you. Do what you want to do. I just don't want to pay for it, and I don't want to send Americans to go be a, be a part of that. But here's the other part of this, and this is why I love it. Um, the genocide thing just seems to be the nucleus of what everything revolves around now because genocide sounds so horrific. And, of course, it is. It is. But what, are, what other alternative do they have? What is Israel supposed to do? I've heard every libertarian, I would utilize the government to target the, those response. 1,400 people were murdered by a battalion-sized element of roughly 1,000 to 1,200. You're going to hunt down all 1,200 of those really accurately? Really? I don't think you will. It's not pragmatic. It's not possible. How do I know this? We've done it. We've done it. You can get a lot of people for sure, but it's not possible to get them all. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. Jacob spoke with many angry protesters over the weekend who refused to condemn Hamas and denounce the existence of Israel entirely. Folks, how many times do you actually have to read this and hear this before you start to say, wait a minute, maybe this is their kind of, I don't know, motto, motto their creed, their doctrine, if you will. I love because originally the Muslims come out Again, posturing is like, oh, we're so mistreated. Look how they murder innocent children. And then in the span of about a week, that that cry of where the victims turns into from the river to the sea, exterminate all Jews, yada, yada, yada. I saw um, some footage posted by Marina Medvin over on Twitter of a um, Palestinian, excuse me, Hamas terrorist, <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, literally standing on the head of a Jewish woman he just killed from the October 7th attack, saying, Allah Akbar. Literally standing and kicking her head after she's laying there dead. Go look at her Twitter. It's there. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was really about taking out the IDF, right? Blow Hamas off the map. Uh, Israeli forces capture Hamas uh, Gaza stronghold as airstrikes naval bombardment hit another 450 terrorist sites. boy. Atta boy, get him. Israel Defense Force announced Monday it had successfully stormed Hamas terrorist stronghold overnight alongside 450 other sites struck by aerial and naval bombardment as the ground offensive in Gaza Strip continues to pick up speed. Again, this was like two to three weeks of them not doing anything. They didn't commit troops yet. They were staged and standing by, and now they're pulling the trigger on it. Hamas had enough time, enough time to release those hostages and broker some type of deal. They didn't. They refused. Then the likes of Putin comes out there and said, Palestine should exist. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Anything to proxy war with us? They're going to fund it. We're doing the same thing in Ukraine. Folks, are you not realizing now why we need to stay out of these conflicts? It's these big superpowers, China, Russia, America, places like this. We are all in this proxy war with one another using smaller countries as the medium. That's the issue here. So we want to get into this war. EU drags us into this war in Ukraine, which the EU helped facilitate. America does the heavy lifting. So now we're in a proxy war with Russia. And don't you even think we're not in a proxy war with China. 
China's the paper tiger. I shouldn't say paper tiger. They're the ones funding a lot of this behind the scenes. Don't even get a twist. They're not. Then we go into Israel. And what's Russia going to do? They're going to back Palestine. They're definitely going to back Palestine. Putin's already said it. Why? To be in a war with America. To be in a war with Israel. We are fighting these proxy wars. And it's, it's not, where's it going to take us? Where's it going to take us, folks? The IDF issued a statement detailing the compound contained observation post, training grounds, and a tunnel system. Other terrorist sites were also included in the mass coordinated attack from land, sea, and air as the IDF revealed on social media. It says several Hamas operatives were killed as troops captured the site. The statement laid out overnight IDF ground. Here's another thing I just want to push pause on. If the likes of Egypt, Jordan, and the rest of them are just so committed to this, why have you not committed troops? Why have you not committed tanks, aircraft? You're, you're doing a lot of talking, but you're not doing a lot of action. I'm very curious as to that. Now, Egypt did open their borders for a little while to, I think, left through like a thousand refugees, supposedly. And I wonder how many of those refugees were actually refugees. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's like, we have opened the border, but for some reason, we see nothing but military age men. I don't know why I sound idiot. My Middle Easter eye is garbage. Um, but they open the border. It's like, why are, why is it only military age males coming through? That's, that's a little weird. A little, a little strange. Why is that dude, why is that dude wearing a burqa? That's weird. Huh? Huh? Weird. What's that all over his vest? Exactly. Overnight, IDF ground troops took control of Hamas, of Hamas military compound in the Gaza Strip. The compound contains observation posts, training areas for Hamas operations, and underground terror tunnels. During the operation, several Hamas terrorists were killed over the last day. IDF fighter jets struck over 450 Hamas targets, including tunnels, terrorists, military compounds, observation posts, and anti-tank missile launch posts, and more. Moreover, IDF naval soldiers struck command centers, anti-tank launch posts, and additional observation posts belonging to the Hamas terrorist organization. As part of the activities to target Hamas terrorists based on the ISA and IDF intelligence, IDF fighter jets struck and killed additional Hamas terrorists, including Jamal Musa, who was responsible for the special security operations in the Hamas terrorist organization. In 93, Jamal Musa carried out uh, a shooting attack on IDF soldiers who were patrolling the Gaza Strip. Furthermore, IDF soldiers killed Hamas's battalion commanders in battles on the ground. The IDF says the Navy also carried out strikes against Hamas sites, including command centers and additional anti-tank guiding missile launch positions and observation posts. But you have to realize Hamas has made Palestine its fortress. That's their fighting point. Now, what's in that fortress? What's intermingled? Civilian buildings, civilian, uh, you know, um, housing, schools, universities, grocery marts, all this stuff. But Hamas does this for a reason, for this exact reason, actually. So when IDF goes in there to combat them, and you get some collateral damage in there, they're going to start screaming at the sky, look what they've done. No, look what Hamas did. You're blaming the wrong people. It seems like this is just a very uh, concurrent thing with society these days. We blame the wrong, we blame um, the after effects, not the causation. We blame the, we blame the retaliation, not the causation. That seems, that seems to be the problem all over the world, no less. Do you, do you not see like a trend with us? I know. We blame everything on the wrong people, which is weird to me. I think people are just so mentally weak or maybe they're afraid to. I don't know. I really don't know. That's just me. All right. 
Uh, moving on from the Israel Gaza thing. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the show today. If you could make sure you go check out shellshockcbd.com. Again, I'm going to share with you the, uh, the link to go enter to win the $500. Why not? You got nothing to lose folks. Um, it's a great, it's a great reason. And again, money back guarantee on all the products. Here's the link. Go, uh, check it out. Go check it out. Helps us out quite a lot. We appreciate it. Enter to win 500. Here's the link. Go do it. What are you waiting for? Sign up. It's free. You're entered to win $500. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. With a brick stick. With a brick stick. Go check that out. Moving on. We've got a big deal in the Trump primary race against DeSantis. Everybody's watching Iowa right now. Everybody is watching Iowa very, very closely. Um, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds to endorse Ron DeSantis. This is the big thing. Like Trump was campaigning hard in Iowa. DeSantis has been campaigning hard in Iowa. Iowa's where it's at right now. I think Iowa's going to dictate where DeSantis falls after this. If he wins Iowa, we got ourselves a serious race. If he loses Iowa, I don't think he's going to survive. We'll see. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. But if he does win Iowa, Trump's got some serious competition. I mean, Ted Cruz won Iowa. True. But also, the states have also changed since then as far as like swing states and the... Uh, caucus states versus uh, voting. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Because by the same logic, Trump lost Georgia and Arizona. It always always changing. But right now, everything's weird. in 2020? Yeah. Yeah. It's debatable. <laughs> I won't say there isn't fraud. I mean, of course there's fraud. We actually, I did a space with Rob Noor on Thursday or Friday about the election. Oh, where was this? It was the election that actually was, there was ballot stuffing going on. It was a smaller election, but it's like, look. Yeah. This is a symptom of a bigger issue here. Yeah. So, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds is set to endorse Florida Ron DeSantis, a move that comes as former President Donald Trump continues to dominate in the Hawkeye State. Reynolds is formally offering her endorsement to DeSantis at a rally. Okay, so she did. She did actually endorse. Because my thing was she was talking about she was going to do it, but apparently she has endorsed him. Um, a rally in Des Moines on Monday night as DeSantis uh, allies hope this will provide... Oh, wait. Is this this Monday or last month? No, it had to be this. It's got to be this tonight. Today. So, so I think they're expecting her to offer the endorsement. Um, is formally offering her endorsement to DeSantis at a rally in Des Moines, Iowa, Monday night, as DeSantis allies hope this will provide a much-needed boost to the president's hopeful campaigns after months of waning in the polls. Now, again, this article is written by Breitbart. Breitbart are Trump loyalists at heart. They're good. I mean, everything they can do to try and slam DeSantis, they're going to do. So when I'm reading this, this is by Hannah Blue Knudsen. These are Trump lovers. They're always going to slant it like, oh, he's waiting in the polls, blah, 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 blah. The same polls that I've got clips of Trump saying we're fake, fake news. They're fake news, fake news polls. They're fake news polls. Unless they're supporting me, folks. And if they're supporting me, they're real news. And we're going to quote the ever love it. We're going to literally quote people called Cat Turd on Twitter because, you know, they have like 2 million followers of all Trump supporters. But look how well DeSantis is not doing against me in a Trump based uh, poll because that's not bias or slander whatsoever. Yeah, bullshit. Reynolds is formally okay, blah, blah, blah. blah. The Des Moines Register is identifying this endorsement as an enormous win for DeSantis, who hopes to uh, harness Reynolds' star power among Iowa Republicans as he looks to jumpstart his stagnant campaign and establish himself as a clear alternative to the frontrunner Donald Trump in this race's critical final months. Now, we still got a long way to go, folks. We still got a long way to go. You think so? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty... I mean, we're like two months away from 2024, mm -hmm. and then all of... From like January all the way to November. I mean, that's that's a that's, long that's, time. That's campaigning time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We still got a that, long, we still got a long ways to go. I just don't think it's that much time. 
everything in the whole nine. We're talking about this, the span of like, when I say that much time, it's to basically the presidency to the presidential election, right? Is primaries. I'm talking about primaries. Right. Primaries are going to be coming up very soon. I mean, we still got, like I said, there's still a lot of time in this ballgame. Presidential. Yeah, of course. We still got, well, yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things, yes, for the presidential, but yeah. for the runoffs, I mean, there's there's so many things that can happen. Again, when Trump comes out there and puts his foot in his mouth about the pro-life shit, it's like, dude, massive loss for you. Like, Trump does this. He does not know how to strategically shut the hell up. Like, have you noticed that people that Trump runs against usually are getting empowered? So, for example, like I, I, I've said this so many times, I tweeted about this morning, if Trump had not, if Trump had ran a clean campaign and not attacked DeSantis, DeSantis would not be nearly as popular as he is now. He would not have nearly the popular because Trump put the spotlight on him through his attacks. $20 million in campaign hit ads on this guy. And then Trump comes out there failing presidential hope for if he's failing, why are you so scared of this guy? Why are you taking, he's not taking ads out on Nate Haley, Vivek, none of these, but DeSantis, DeSantis has got him scared. Why else would you be engaging with him? If not, if like, here's the deal. Like if I don't, if I don't take somebody seriously, um, I'm not going to give them my attention. What's the point? It's literally just like little people. It's like the little foghorn, leghorn, little chicken hawk. I'm a chicken hawk. I'm a chicken hawk. That's what he views DeSantis as. But by in so doing, don't give him the spotlight. Because when you do that, you're just making people aware of like, look, there's another potential hopeful here. There's somebody else you could potentially vote for. Because people are like, well, I hate DeSantis. Like, why? Start looking at what DeSantis' track record is. Again, you're giving him, you're, you're yeah, giving his fire I think oxygen. he's a great governor. Oh, I do too, yeah. But yeah. I'm talking about from a strategic campaign strategy from a campaign strategy i would tell trump stop attacking him well it's too late now you've you it's too late ideally you'd like to see that with all the candidates just fucking stick to the yeah fucking policies and oh yeah yeah leave the, poli- at, the policy is like i see a lot of these people trying to interview DeSantis, and they're <laughs> not really going behind his back like yeah. everybody else yeah it's like dude <laughs> if you want to focus on policy i'm all about that that's what we should be focused yeah. on but unfortunately this clown show circus of the Jack Sobasex and the DC Dranos and these morons out there, they make it about everything else under the sun. It's like, look, you owe it to the American people to have debates on issues that affect us all. We should see debates on this. I don't care about Trump's boots or DeSantis's boots. I don't care how Trump drank some water according to DeSantis. I don't care about that shit. I care about the things that actually, I care about what's going to impact our gas tank. Yeah. I care about what's going to impact our mortgage rates. I care about a lot of stuff. I care about, are we getting involved in foreign wars? These are things that concern me. But what people become so hung up on are these cosmetic details that just don't matter. But, folks, bread and circuses. Bread and circuses. As long as they can keep things, keeping us battling each other, who ultimately wins here? It's not us. It's not the American people. And the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Um, I think what she's been able to do in Iowa has been a model for how people should govern, DeSantis commented, commented to reporters about Reynolds, according to Des Moines Register. Clearly, I think she'd have she should could have a really significant impact, and I think any candidate running would be a fool not to want to have the support of Reynolds. The Florida governor added, "DeSantis has made his way through 87 of the 89 counties in Iowa in hopes of boosting his standing at the caucus uh, drawers closer as the caucus draws closer." Um, there's one thing I've noticed about DeSantis' campaign: these guys are hardcore grassroots. He's not going out there holding these things in arenas and stuff. He's going to like mom and pop joints. He's going like 87 out of the 89 counties. This guy has been nonstop, nonstop. Whereas in Trump. He's hung up in court. DeSantis is out there campaigning hard, like pushing hard. And I'm wondering, like I said, I wonder what this is going to do in Florida, or excuse me, Iowa. It's going to be interesting to watch. Governor Kim Reynolds at Iowa is America's most unpopular governor with a 47% disapproval rating, up from 39% in the first quarter of 2023. This is from the morning consult. 
It says America's most unpopular governors with a 47% of them. Uh, it talks about Kim Reynolds, Ron DeSantis, uh, Tate Reeves, Jay Inslee, Tony Evans, John Bell Edwards. You're telling me that <laughs> it's like unpopular to who? Exactly. You're telling me that Ron DeSantis is unpopular to Floridians? You're out of your mind. There ain't no way that holds weight. There ain't no way. Florida loves DeSantis. Florida also loves Trump. But to say that DeSantis is not a popular governor, just look at the voting turnout. He turned Florida red, hardcore red. Miami-Dade County, he flipped. It's like, come on, man. It's not even a swing state anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like you're really just trying like postures of like DeSantis is not that popular. Of course, Ohio is like that too now. Yeah. Ohio's pretty red. I don't, yeah. I don't know that it's a uh, swing, swing state. state yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, we're going to see. We're going to see. But also moving into the news. Oh, man. The Pope ain't going to stop Pope. And he loves poping all over himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The Pope has lost so much power since the olden days. But I wanted to bring this article up because normally I don't care about the Pope. But the article it goes into of Pope Francis will attend the UN COP28 climate summit in December. Why do you think he's doing this, folks? Why do you think the Pope is interjecting himself into global politics? He's the Antichrist. (laughs) Well, that too. But this Pope is doing everything he can to try and re-solidify power by essentially campaigning on a popularity strategy to get more people to come back to the Catholic Church, primarily progressives, because that's who he's losing. He's losing the progressive audience hard. The progressive Catholics don't like the way the Catholic Church is structured in the sense of the whole gay thing. They don't like that. They want the Catholic Church to change. They want it to modernize. They want it to accept their degeneracy. And olden popes would have been like, no, not going to happen. New Pope is kind of like, well, you know, hey, we can let the gays get married, but we're just not going to sanctify it with a blessing. So you're like, you are fence riding hard. What does the Bible say about it? What does the Bible say about it? If you go according to the doctrine of the Bible, it's a big no-go. But I also don't believe in forcing theology on the people. It's freedom to choose. But the Pope is doing this again to try and... Uh, the only reason he can be trying to do this is, again, it's like, look, I want to bring back more power to the Catholic Church. Got news for you, Popey boy. It ain't never going back to that way. The Pope has lost all of his power, as he should have a long time ago. Kings used to bow to the Pope. Presidents used to bow to the Pope. Now the Pope's kind of like, Nobody. Like, nobody cares about the Pope. Yeah, nobody cares about that guy. Don't give a damn about the Pope. But I figured that was pretty funny. Yeah. You got to love this. I wouldn't say love it, but it's very interesting how uh, it's indicative of Islam, the religion of peace, right? Pro-Palestinian Indiana woman tries anti-Semitic attack, crashes car into black Hebrew Israelite school. The bingo card's just filling up, dude. It's just filling up. Like, I did not have this on my bingo card as far as Palestinians vote, uh, versus black Hebrew, Hebrew is because there's a lot of black Hebrew. There's a sect that the black Hebrews believe they're the true Jews, not the Israelis. They went after the kid, uh, Sandman. Remember? Nick Sandman? Yeah. Yeah. Remember? yeah, yeah. Uh, they were there. They're, they were the protesters were there. I don't know if they were targeting him specifically, but uh, they were there. They were yelling at those kids, like oh, the, all oh, the God. kids from school, calling them crackers and oh, all kinds course. of other... Some of the most racist people ever. I mean, come on. We we see this every day. There's some of the most racist people out there. But I, you know, I'd like to see how this turns out. As far as what? The the tension between the black Uh Hebrew Israelites and... uh, I'm sure there's going to be peaceful protests everywhere. Mostly peaceful protests everywhere. Absolutely. (laughs) We saw that happen so much. 
Um, is, is that my parking spot over there? <laughs> is that a bomb in your pocket? He's just happy know. to see me. An Indiana woman was arrested Friday night after backing her car into a building used by a black Hebrew Israelite hate group, thinking she was attacking a Jewish school on behalf of her people back in <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> you couldn't even get that right. You couldn't even get that right. Are you serious? Because as soon as I saw this headline, I was like, wait a minute. You're attacking the wrong people. These aren't even actual Jewish people. They think they are. They think they're the, the proper Jews. It's kind of like there's a, there is a group of um, black people that think they invented everything. Oh, go on TikTok. It's going to like really make you laugh. It's like they have books like how black people invented everything. The wheel, fire, democracy, arithmetic. It's like, it's because a black person invented it. Really? Really? Okay. Okay. But again, because ultimately what they're trying to do is just say, look how superior we are as a culture. What have it's, you done? What have you done? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just funny to Let's me. Let's talk about you, okay? Yeah. You hit the wrong building. What an idiot. What an idiot. Ruba 34. I literally cannot pronounce this. It's A-L-M-A-G-H-T-H-E-H. Good luck. I'm not going to live here anymore. That should be like a Jeopardy question. What is proper pronunciation? Yeah, pronunciation. She was charged with criminal recklessness after being triggered by the Star of David on the building. The Jewish symbol has also been appropriated by the black Hebrew Israelites. Um, the group last came to prominence after a 2019 attack in which a man allegedly linked with the group attacked a kosher supermarket in Jersey City, New Jersey. Some branches of the movement are explicitly anti-Semitic. I love how it's like, hey, like imagine having like a whites only thing that attacks fellow whites because you're not white enough. It's like, what? It doesn't even make sense anymore. Like the battle lines are just drawn. And it's, it's like a Mickey Mouse drawings. I don't even know who you people are, or who you fight anymore. You just want to fight. Extremist Hebrew Israelites can be found on street corners literally shouting their doctrine, which can include Holocaust denial, misogyny, and anti-LGBTQ inventive at passerbys. Other parts of the movement are not anti-Semitic, and one branch settled in Israel in the 1960s. The Annapolis building was used by Israelite School of University and Practical Knowledge, which the Anti-Defamation League calls an extreme and an anti-Semitic sect of the movement. Al-Makhlamah told officers she was watching news coverage of the Israel-Hamas war on television and decided to plan an attack on the building because she was offended by the Hebrew-Israelite symbol on the front of the building. Police said Al-Makhlamah passed by the building a couple of times and called it the Israel School. IMPD said she made reference to her people back in Palestine and told officers, yes, I did it on purpose. Jewish institutions around the world have been forced to add extra security because of the risk of anti-Semitic attacks by people motivated by the Hamas terror attack on Israel on October 7th. But, hey, the good news is the White House has put out a statement saying, hey, we need to stop the Islamophobia. Don't. Don't. One word. Don't. Don't. Because our, our politics, or our, excuse me, our... Uh, our leadership is just so in tune with what's going on right now. So in tune. It's like we realize they're murdering Jews, but hey, let's not be Islamophobic because that's not right. What do you think happens to this uh, lady? Nope, somebody executes her. Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, is, this is a hate goes, crime. This is a hate jail? crime. Oh, she absolutely. She's going to go to jail. Do you think she gets the same type of treatment nope. from the people that were in, on at the White House? The J6? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Because she's Palestinian. What, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to hey. We'll slap on the wrist. Don't do that again. Stop hating the Jewish people. Could not impact their votes. Yeah. With the Palestinians. Naughty, naughty you. You should Muslim know better. Community. All right. Here's your bail set for 3000 You get out in 24 hours. 
I mean, that's we've seen this with not just forget this war. Have to keep an this is what they this. do in general. I'm going to keep an eye on this one to see how it okay. turns out. No, absolutely. Last, most certainly not least, religion of peace, right? Turkey says police tear gas pro Hamas mob trying to storm air base housing U.S. troops. Folks, I cannot, I've told you this. I've, I've said this so many times. Pull the troops out. This is bait. This is a trap. They were trying to storm that air base. What do you think they do if they got their hands on American servicemen and women? What do you think they do to them, folks? Come on. We know what they do. We know what they do. And basically, what is that going to set the stage for? Well, if America doesn't retaliate, what do we look like? A bunch of cowards. Don't give them the bait. And the other thing is, these people are not afraid. Why are they not afraid? Why are they not afraid? It's a very good question. Police near the Inserlik Air Base in Aden, Turkey, used tear gas and water cannons on Sunday to prevent a pro-Hamas Islamist mob from storming the facility that houses U.S. troops. The mob was an offshoot of a protest against America and Israel and in favor of the jihad terrorist organization Hamas. Convened by the Turkish Islamic group, the IHH, the Humanitarian Relief Foundation, IHH convened what it called a freedom convoy for Palestine, a Sunday to coincide with a protest against a visit by American Secretary of State and that he blinked into Turkey this weekend. Ah, they're so peaceful, folks. They're so peaceful, right? I'm telling you, there is a Islam problem in this world and people are ignoring it because of genocide. Okay. Okay. You keep doing it. There's going to be another 9-11 2.0 and the FBI, the CIA are going to welcome it with arms wide open because if we can unite Americans in hatred of something, they're going to support it through congressional action. A hundred percent. We saw this with 9-11. This is nothing new. We're literally going down the exact same road. You know, I can't say that I've ever seen it uh, like tensions as high as they are right now. Right. Like ever before. Well, it's a powder At keg in, in the Middle East. Lifetime. Yeah, it's a powder keg in the Middle East. I mean, here in the United States. Yeah over in Europe mm -hmm. and all these big cities. Yeah. You see all these Palestinians getting together are Muslims. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure not all of them are Palestinians, right? Right. But they agree with uh, oh, Hamas yeah. and what they're doing. It's Absolutely. Just to exterminate mm -hmm. Israel. And now they're in our borders, baby. They're Great in our job. Borders, they're in our cities. Great job. I mean, God bless the Second Amendment. A lot of them. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal, folks. They're not going to come at you toe-to-toe. -to -toe. No. Just watch. Watch for IEDs to start hitting the streets of America because once that happens, it's over. It is over. Now you've got guerrilla warfare in America. That border's been wide open for I don't like, know how long. It's, I'm like telling you. Like the Boston you. bombers? Mm -hmm. Like that kind of shit? Yep. Yep. I mean, because... How long is it going to take? How long is it going to take, folks, before people start finally waking up saying, look, Democrats, we get it. You want open borders for everybody, but when we lose more Americans at the hands of terrorists, jihadists, it's good. The blood's going to be on you. And it's that blood is on your hands. It's this administration that, that's made it possible. Oh, absolutely. It's the Biden administration. Absolutely. It's all the Democrats that are in power right now. It's the Republicans that didn't want to close the border the back in 2016 to 2018. Yep, yep. It's going to be. That's what I'm saying, folks. There are some things it's left versus right. And then there's other bigger things. It should be the people versus the government. It's people versus the government. This open border right now, that's the people versus the government thing. I will give Trump kudos. He did try and close it. Republicans fought him on it. But even still... This is something that until we start seeing American blood being shed, people don't, they just don't care. 
Meanwhile, by the way, we talk about mass shooters. Chicago, 35 killed. Shootings just this weekend. Where's David Hogg? Where's the BLM? Where's, oh, that's right. Because if it's black people, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count, right? It's only if white people do it. That's the only time it counts. That's the only time you try and go after the Second Amendment. It's the only time you try and talk about white nationalism. You got to love this. You got to love the hypocrisy of it. But, no. Doesn't surprise me, folks. I mean, does it really surprise anybody? Not really. Not so much. Wait, who still listens to that little douchebag? Oh, he's, still, he's, he's a moron. He's, he's a moron. But, all right, folks. That does it for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. We appreciate you being here. Look, before you get out of here, go to shellshockcbd.com and sign up for the giveaway. What are, you, what are you waiting for? You got nothing to lose. $500 when you sign up for the email list. We got one lucky winner. And then come Black Friday, when the sales actually hit the site starting on the 22nd, purchasing any product is going to get you entered to win another $500. So you could potentially win $1,000 worth of free product. That's going to get you for at least a year. Year's worth of product. What are you waiting for? There's the link. Go to uh, go check it out. Again, you got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose at all. But you got the chance to win a lot. If you want to support us, go check out shellshockcbd.com. Use code SAVAGE. Save yourself 10% off. And that really does it for us here today at the uh, Shell Shock CBD Studios in Dallas, Texas. Uh, you got anything to add, my man? Yeah, if you guys have ordered from us and you like the product, if you wouldn't mind going to uh, our Google uh, reviews and leaving, leaving us a review, that'd be great. It helps out. It helps us out a lot. Yeah, it really does. Uh, and uh, yeah, that because that, SEO and all that other stuff, it, yeah. I mean, it boosts the ratings. We get great reviews there. So again, you can go do that on shellshockcbd.com on the actual product pages themselves too, or on Google. It goes a long way. We really appreciate your love and support there. All right, folks, we will see you right back here, same time tomorrow, on the All-American Savage Show podcast. And until next time, you stay savage, America.